Good to have you along. Yours truly, Ron Stafford, with you on another exciting episode of our Sat7 podcast. We call it Unconventional Ministry. Doing this for a few weeks now. Hope you've had a chance to catch some of the more recent episodes as well. Again, we are a ministry of Sat7. We talk to pastors and ministry leaders all around the country, find out from them how they do ministry, what makes them tick, and how they really serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dennis Sweeney's put me in touch with a very wonderful gentleman. Uh, his name is Dr. Nate Archer. He is senior pastor of First Baptist Church of Middleville, Michigan. Nate, welcome to the program. Good to have you here. Hi, Ron. Glad to be here with you. Um, if you could give our listeners just a brief bio of um, your time in ministry. You've been at FBC there in Middleville since 2014. What did you do beforehand? Yeah, I've been in uh, full-time ministry since 1998. I was a youth director, uh, youth pastor, discipleship director at another church for uh, 15 years. Wow. And then had kind of a year uh, where I was finishing my dissertation, and now at First Baptist for the for the past five years. Happened to be here when they needed a pastor, and they drew names out of a hat, and I, I got the job. I see you're a graduate of Moody. Uh, yes, you're, you're also Grand Rapids Theological Seminary. You've got your PhD from Calvin Theological Seminary, and you yep. also teach as an adjunct professor of systematic and historical theology at Grand Rapids. Talk about that real quick, if you would. Yeah, I get to do that on occasion, and uh, kind of scratched that itch for a while. I didn't know if the Lord would lead me into more pastoral ministry or uh, going into something more academic. People kept asking me, which you really want to go into? Yeah. And I said, I'm not going to decide, because I know how the Lord is. By the time you decide, he's going to say, well, that's nice that you think this, but uh, here's my plan for you. That's exactly right. So I just wanted to be open to whatever he had, and ultimately, it's about um, making disciples who make disciples, and... Hmm. But I'm really glad that I get to be a pastor and also uh, get to teach uh, at the seminary from time to time as well, too. Excellent. How large is the congregation there at FBC? We're not a megachurch. On a good Sunday, probably about 300 people. Okay, excellent. Let's talk about the ways you do outreach ministry. Dennis told me you all did a thing this weekend called the Bop Battles. Talk about that if you would. Yes, we did. And I have to apologize to you offhand. I know this uh, unconventional ministry podcast is about you know doing ministry outside the box. Yes. This is literally something that was inside a giant wooden box. <laughs> so if you want to fire me from the podcast right now... I'm not going to fire uh, you from the I, podcast. Go ahead. That's, no, no, no. Your story's fantastic. Go ahead. <laughs> we did this for the first time at this church here. Uh, we had... Uh, I came up with this idea a while back when I was uh, in youth work, and we did it as a high school event. Mm. If you or some of your listeners remember some of the TV shows, uh, they had robot wars and mm -hmm. uh, battle bots, or people would build these robots and, and fight them. Right. And it was just an interesting show, and I thought, you know, how can we do something like that? And probably people aren't going to be able to build a real expensive, you know, 200-pound robot, but everyone's got an RC car. Mm. And we told uh, the, the people, hey, uh, get an old RC car that you have that you don't mind that if it gets destroyed and do what you can to, to modify it, arm it, do whatever you can, decorate it, and we're going to bring them in and we're going to we're going to fight them against each other. Interesting. And we thought it'd be just kind of a, a unusual outreach event, something that people could invite people to because you don't really see this every day. And uh, we ended up building a arena for it. We had one of our volunteers that built a um, a sixteen by sixteen foot where battle arena hmm. four feet off the ground and uh ended up arming this thing with a you know a circle saws in the middle we had a sledgehammer and an axe mounted to the corner so if the grief. cars get over there they get smashed right and we just kept adding things uh just That's kind cool. of a drill with a big rotating two by four that would 
uh, <laughs> whack them. And, uh, originally, we had some people that got creative with their cars and put like wool torches on them so they right. could light the other cars on fire. And <laughs> we realized, okay, that's not real safe, but uh, we still wanted a fire because fire makes everything fun. That's so right. we ended up mounting that inside the arena, uh, trap door, different things. Uh, so, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. People would come in to, to see this and... Um, Beforehand, we would give a you know devotional, a, a gospel message before. So yeah. sometimes people, this is the first thing they're coming into a church for. Interesting. Uh, yes. We might not be able to get them through a, a regular service, but something like this that maybe it uh, starts to uh, plant the seeds and starts that, that progress and helping people to come to know Jesus Christ. What was the attendance? Uh, for this event, we're guessing maybe around 200. We did this one as an all-family event, uh, so we had. Um, yeah, we had kids, we had uh, families, uh, kind of all ages. So yeah, it was a lot of a lot of fun. Excellent. The, devotion, the devotional I did um, at the beginning, people were wondering, how are you going to tie this in? Absolutely. And I showed a picture of a car that had obviously been in an accident. And I said, you know, a lot of people did a lot of work on their, you know, cars here for, for bot battles. Uh, but here's a car that, you know, professionals designed this. This one was Volkswagen, and they're supposed to be good designers, but but look at this. There's a lot of design flaws that we can see. And then it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of pointing out, you know, this car was in an accident, but I, I didn't mention that. And said, well, look at this. The uh, the hood of this car is over the windshield. You know, that's a design flaw. That's going to that's gonna make it hard for people to see out the windshield. Hmm. This one tire, it's all bent sideways. You know, that, that tire's going to wear funny. You're going to have... Uh, bad mileage there. The bumper's hanging on the ground. And we talked about that and, you know, people realized, okay, this car's been in an accident. We're just being silly here. Right. But then I said, if you really thought that this car rolled off the assembly line like this, you would think the designer had to be an idiot. Why would you design a car like this? But so many people in our world, they look at the world around us and if they don't interpret it the right way, they think, okay, there's either no designer at all, or the, the world has been designed by somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Right. But the reality is, when we know the biblical picture, a biblical worldview, we know that this world was created good, but it's been in an accident. Hmm. That as soon as it rolled off the assembly line, it was good, but as soon as God handed mankind the keys, we drove it into a tree right away. <laughs> and so we, when we look at the world, we see a combination of both um, beauty, we, we still see design, things that point to a designer, but there's also a lot of dysfunction and a lot of sin and a lot of hurt. Hmm. And the biblical worldview is what makes sense of that. At this time, we had a lot of kids, and it was hard to hear in the gymnasium, yeah. uh, so it was just kind of planting a seed. But yeah. when I gave that message a different time to uh, a group of young people, there was a girl that had never been to church before, but she ended up getting saved because later on she said, it, that just made sense of life. You know, just realizing the the biblical worldview just made sense of reality. You know, sometimes it happens that quickly, but you know, most of the time it's a it's a process of slowly working with people to help them to have the building blocks of uh, that they need to come to saving faith. Right. Well, it's our job, you know, along with God's help, just to plant the seed, and then you know, He provides the water. You know, I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's how I see it. Um, mm -hmm. There, I was looking on your Facebook page yesterday, the night before, and there was a, a graphic there with the following quote. It says, to be almost saved is to be totally lost. Take that apart, Dr. Archer. What do you mean by that? Yeah, my associate pastor, uh, a great guy, Nick Moonstra, he'll uh, take um, uh, bits from my sermons and make graphics of them. Hmm. And uh, it was a, I was quoting um, something that Charles uh, Spurgeon had said hmm. um, when... 
it's a reference to Lot's wife and uh, looking back, and she was, she was almost saved from uh, destruction at Sodom, but, but she wasn't. And just wanted people to think about, um, well, what he said, or Spurgeon said, was she was almost saved, but not quite. Hmm. And then commenting on that, yet to be almost saved is to be totally lost. If you compare that to like a, you know, a football game, um, I mean, it's either a touchdown or it isn't. You know, it doesn't matter if you're uh, 100 yards away or if you're, you know, one inch away. It is or it isn't, and uh, salvation is something that um, God may draw us where we're getting closer to that point of, of receiving Christ and, and trusting in Him alone as salvation. Uh, but there's some people that are far from Him, but some people miss salvation by inches, you know, so to speak, and tragically, they're going to be just as lost as those that were um, lost far away. Right. And I know there are some in our faith that say, well, you know, I, I accepted Christ as a kid, but, you know, he didn't really do a lot for me, and especially my teenage years, they were rough, and life's just going so bad for me right now. You know, I don't even know if God's listening. What would you say to that person right now who just feels lost and they're not even sure if God exists? What would you say to that person today? I would want them to, you know, to realize that the belonging that they feel in their heart for something more, for... Um, for truth, for uh, justice, for right and wrong, and all these things, mm-hmm. uh, the way that's really explained is by, by knowing that there is a God there. The desire that they have for meaning and purpose, and, and permanent meaning, that's something that they just make up. Uh, that's because God exists, and the, the biblical worldview, the biblical story is what explains that. Mm-hmm. And that we are lost without Christ. There's something that's, that's not right about us uh, because of what, what sin has done to us. Our, our rebellion against God has just set us wrong against Him. Right. But Jesus Christ loved us so much that knowing all our rebellion, knowing all of this, uh, came into this world, lived that perfect life, died on the cross in our place, and rose again so that absolutely anyone can, can experience the joy of knowing Him as Savior and Lord and the one that loved them enough to, to take away their sin. And, and he is the reason uh, that, that we live. We're, we are created to glorify him. And nothing in life that we can seek after is going to fill what we are designed for, uh, except for knowing him. Mm. And that when we do that, he receives the glory, we receive the joy. Mm. And the way that God has set that up is the most beautiful, the most uh, appropriate, the most right thing. He is center of everything, uh, but he loves us so much and, and calls us into uh, that relationship with him that we receive the, the most joy that we possibly could Excellent. through Jesus Christ. Excellent. That's well said. Thank you so much for that. How did you first hear about SAT7? Talk about uh, your relationship with our organization. Yeah. I learned about uh, SAT7 through uh, Rex Rogers, hmm. and he uh, spoke at our church and uh, actually uh, attends our church as well. That's what Dennis Weems was and, telling me, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah, he was, uh, had been president of um, Florida University, so I, I got his uh, signature on my diploma in the wall uh, from Grand Rapids Seminary. Excellent, so, uh, excellent. Great had to happen. He uh, invited him to speak about uh, SAT-7 and uh, just gave an you know, excellent presentation. And we just saw uh, just how strategic and how important and how creative this ministry is, taking the gospel of Jesus Christ and this message, um, just what a broad impact. It was interesting, too. The Sunday uh, where he spoke, I had a family member from out of state that was here, mm-hmm. and he lives in Tennessee, uh, rural Tennessee, and happens to attend, at the time, a an Arabic Baptist church uh, 
in the area. Interesting. He's not his nationality, but he they felt led to uh, to be involved there for for several years. Yes. And they had a lot of uh, Egyptian Christians uh, that attended there. Huh. And he went back and he said, "Hey, have you guys ever heard about Sat Seven? And they said, "Oh yeah, we we all know about that. Our our kids watch that and they uh, <laughs> uh, they love it." That's cool. And it was just neat confirmation to see just how well known this ministry is mm. and just the impact it's having even here, uh, much less throughout the world, in places where they're not going to get this truth mm. um, in other ways. So we're we're delighted to, uh, that our church uh, began officially uh, supporting and partnering with Sat7. Excellent. Thank you so much. I've got a few more minutes left. Uh, Dr. Archer, could you close out our time together with a word of prayer? Would you mind doing that, please? I'd love to do that. Father God, we come before you, and we just thank you for your glory. Uh, we thank you for uh, the love that you displayed to us in sending Jesus Christ to, uh, to go to the cross for us and to uh, die and, uh, and rise for our justification, Lord God. And uh, through that, we we know what you are like. We can know your love that while we were yet sinners, um, Jesus Christ uh, died for us, Lord God. And um, knowing that helps us to, to glorify you from our hearts. And we know that you seek worshipers, and uh, to, to worship you and know you is the best thing for anyone. And so, Lord, I ask that you would uh, be with all the people listening to this and, and be with the work of Sat7 uh, as they take uh, the message of Jesus Christ uh, into places where they would not hear it otherwise, Lord God. Uh, we, we long for you to be glorified in the hearts of more and more people and uh, the peoples throughout this world, Lord God, that you created for your glory, Lord. Uh, so take your word, may it go out in power and uh, bless the work of Sat7 for the glory of Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Contact info, um, Nate, for your church. Uh, how can hosts get in touch with you? If they're close to Michigan, uh, if they want to come in and see a service, uh, how many yeah. services do you have for Sunday? Just tell us more about that. Um, our church website is fbcmiddleville.net. Okay. And they can find out uh, information there, links to um, have our, our videos and, and messages. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll have something on uh, battles up there soon. And our church is located um, you know, maybe 20 minutes south of uh, Grand Rapids. Okay, okay, excellent. Dr. Nate Archer, again, uh, thank you so much for the time today. I greatly appreciate it. All the best to you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And again, that is Dr. Nate Archer, Senior Pastor of First Baptist Church of Middleville, Michigan. Check out the website. It's a wonderful website. And again, it's just been a delight to have the, uh, uh, the doctor on the program today. That's going to do it for me, Ron Stafford, thanking you very much, as always, for being right there. And remember, with only God's help, you can make it a great day and an even better tomorrow. We'll chat again next time. We live in a changing world that offers more ways than ever to minister to others. Sat7 is changing how ministry is done by using cutting-edge technology. We beam age-old biblical truth through well-produced programs into living rooms. And by partnering with churches, we're able to overcome obstacles in communicating the gospel message around the world. We also offer web streaming, and our apps can be downloaded on various smart devices across the Middle East and North Africa. Sat7 is also now broadcasting 1,000 hours of content a week, 80% of which is produced in that region with local meta-Christians. In order for Sat7 to continue in this effort, we need support from listeners like you. Visit us online at sat7usa.org slash unconventional. Again, that's sat7usa.org slash unconventional. Or call us at 866-744-7287. That's 866-744-7287.